give God a hand clap of praise. of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakening from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he called forth a light, ran in, and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. And when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. Amen. And from this portion of scripture, my text is activate your power. Let us pray. 
Spirit of the living God, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy that has kept us and that continues to keep us. Lord God, I ask that you would hide me behind the veil. Remove me, Lord God, so that all they see is you, all they hear is the Holy Spirit's words that speak through me. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 So, activate your power. Some of you may or may not know that my mother was in the military. So I'm an army brat. Well, I guess actually she, she started out in the Navy. And then once she had me, then she switched over to the army. But I can recall when I was young, that my mother would teach me uh, different maneuvers, like the little karate moves and different tactics to be able to protect myself. And this was kind of brought on because there was a girl in our neighborhood. And for whatever reason, you know, kids just bully for anything. They, they bully you because you got long hair. They bully you because you got short hair. They bully you because you got knockoff shoes. So whatever it is, whatever it was that this girl had a problem with, she always kept trying to antagonize me. She kept trying to throw me into a fight. Now, I didn't want to fight. I wasn't being a punk. But I did not like to fight girls because they pull your hair and they scratch your face. Now, you got to understand, I'm the only girl. I grew up with a bunch of boy cousins. So when we play fight, it was a you know, it was a fight. We all wish you right. So I, I, I wasn't feeling <laughs> this girl. I thought nobody's pulled my hair out. I'd see what that could look like. I don't want scratches on my face or anything like that. So my mom showed me some moves. All right, all right. Some different maneuvers yeah, that, yeah, that I could do yeah. to be able to protect myself. I like it, I like it, I like it. But she, she added a caveat to that. She said, now, I'm not showing you this to make you fight. I'm not doing this so you can just go out and be fighting people. But I'm showing this to you because you have to know how to defend yourself. You have to know how to protect yourself. You can't just always run away. Sometimes you got to stay in the fight. That's right. That's right. And then she added, um, she added a little something too. She she said. Um, so, <laughs> she said, if that girl comes after you again and you run home, you gonna have to deal with me. So if y'all know my mom, y'all know I'd rather be a deal with girl. I was not coming back to tell her I ran from anybody. And all I'm gonna say is I did what my mother taught me and I did not have to worry about the girl again. So thank you, mom. Yeah, let's be clear, I'm not promoting violence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not promoting violence. And, and to be fair, back then was a different time. Yeah. You, you could call somebody out, you got a problem with somebody, you had a fair one, yeah. and it's over. People have forgot about it and moved on. Today's time, 
You can't have an argument with somebody without it resulting in somebody being killed with gun violence. Right, right, But she and I had a further conversation later on. And I asked her, so what type of things did they teach you in the military? And, um, and so she showed me that, or not showed me, but she told me that they taught her to use different weapons. So, and, and sometimes it depended upon what your assignment was in the military, what your, you know, whatever you're stationed at or what, what you're into, or, um, that's sometimes how they trained you. So you could have learned hand-to-hand -hand combat. You could have learned evasive maneuvers. You can learn how to use a weapon, how to use a knife, or how to shoot a gun. Amen? They provide you with various types of skills and defenses to protect yourself. But you have to know what kind of fight you're in. Because when you know that, you know what type of weapons to use. Amen? So let me be clear. You're not going into a gun battle with a knife. You're not going in unarmed. You're going to use the best weapons in your arsenal for the fight that you're facing. Because if you use the wrong weapons, your enemy could overtake you. Now spiritually, God has given us many weapons within our arsenal. And just to name a few, some of them are the word of God. Prayer, praise, and worship. Using the name of Jesus. Fasting and our testimony. And we need to be led by the Spirit so that we know when and how and where to use them. Amen? Somebody say activate your power. Now before I get into the text, I just want to give you a little bit of context as to how we got to Paul and Silas ending up in prison. Paul was on his second missionary journey where he chose Silas to travel with him as his partner to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Under the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit, they traveled into Greece, specifically as it relates to our text, the city of Philippi. Paul and Silas were being followed by a female slave. Now they're out, they're preaching the gospel, they're minding that they're doing what Jesus has called them to do. And here this female slave who is possessed by a demonic spirit is following them. She earned her money for her owners by fortune telling. And as she followed them for many days, she would state, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. So when you hear that, you're like, oh, okay, but I mean, what they what she said was true. So it, why is there an issue? And even though she was stating the truth regarding Paul and Silas and the others that were with them, Paul was annoyed with her. The Bible even tells us that he was greatly grieved with her. Paul knew that while what she said was true, it's the source of the knowledge that's the problem. So we have to be careful.
sometimes people always want to give us a word. Oh, the Lord told me. Oh, he, somebody told me. The Lord told me. Sometimes they prophesy. Sometimes they prophesy. I just keep it in. All I'm saying to you is be careful and know who the source is. The Bible tells us to test the spirit by the spirit. So if you don't sit right in your spirit, don't receive it. If Paul had accepted the demon's words, he would appear to be linking the gospel and demon-related activities, which would damage the message about Christ. So Paul activated the power within him, and he cast the spirit from her in the name of Jesus. Someone say, activate your power. Now, of course, her owners, they were hot with Paul. <laughs> Paul caused them to lose their meal ticket. They lost their ability to make money using this slave to predict the future. So they were angry and they seized Paul and Silas and brought them before the authorities, claiming that they were Jews and that they were advocating customs that were unlawful for Romans. Even though Paul and Silas were both Roman citizens, they could have demanded a trial because technically they had the right as Roman citizens to go before the judge to, to be tried versus just be sentenced. But in this instance, they chose a weapon of discernment. And they kept silent and did not argue with the magistrate. The chief magistrate ordered them to be stripped of their clothes, beaten with rods and whips. So here they are hurt, bloody, broken up. And the magistrates now also commands the jailer and tells him to keep them securely. In other words, lock them up and make sure they don't escape. So the jailer took his charge seriously because in those times, the jailer was responsible for the prisoner. And if the prisoner escaped on their watch, the jailer gets the penalty. The penalty. He could be facing death. So to ensure that they didn't escape, the jailer didn't just put them in the regular jail. He put them in the inner dungeon. And he also locked them up and placed them in stocks. So for those of you that don't know what stocks are, stocks were made of two boards that were joined with an iron clamp. And they left holes just big enough for your ankles to fit. So the prisoner's legs were placed across the lower board and the upper board was closed over them. So they were shackled. So he was making sure they weren't going anywhere. And this brings us to our text where the Bible says in verse 25, at midnight, I want y'all to hold on to that. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Now can you imagine what the prisoners may have been thinking? Because here, they just seen these guys, and I, if I was them, I would have been like, so weren't y'all the two that, that just brought in all money up? But y'all are calm. Y'all are okay with this. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are singing like something's wrong. This is this is not normal. Yeah. But what Paul and Silas were doing was demonstrating Christ at work in them. Yeah. Yeah. So what about if this was you? 
How do people see you responding to your circumstances? All right, all right. When you're going through, what do people see? Jesus, come on in. Whether good, bad, or indifferent. What are you showing? Because somebody is always watching us. Somebody is always waiting to see how will we handle our situations. Particularly if we call ourselves Christians, they want to see if we walk the talk. So, how would you be? You might not be in a state where you were physically beaten and locked up, but maybe you are dealing with a situation where you feel that you've been in a battle. And I don't know about some of y'all, but when you in battle after battle, and that battle seems long, we may feel weary. We may be tempted to give in. But these are the moments when we must remember that we don't fight in our own strength. The weapons we fight are not carnal weapons, but our weapons are spiritual weapons. They are mighty through God and in His strength and not ours. As we learn to tap into the strength of the Holy Spirit, He is the one who enables us to do what we otherwise couldn't do. And only then will we begin to see the victory in our lives. The Bible says, at midnight. So that word kind of stuck with me. So I had to do a little more research. Because <laughs> I felt like there was it was something important that they would specifically say at midnight. And it turns out that the word midnight occurs 14 times in the Bible. It is always associated with some demonstration of the power of God. Either in salvation, as we'll see in our text, or in judgment, such as when the Lord struck down the firstborn in each home in the land of Egypt. That's found in Exodus 11.4. The term midnight speaks of that moment when one day ends and another day starts. It is often used symbolically to describe a major change in our life's experiences. So for those of you that are going through something, and we just heard a whole laundry list of things that, that, that people are dealing with. And, and that's just the people that are not here. <laughs> so I'm sure everybody has something that they're dealing with. Be encouraged because your midnight is coming. Sickness may be in your body, but your midnight is coming. That job may be on the fritz or unsteady, but your midnight is coming. Your finances may be a little rocky. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills. But hold on, your midnight is coming. You might be fighting a battle that seems too hard to bear. But hold on, your midnight is coming. As it also was for Paul and Silas. At their darkest moment, both physically and figuratively, they weren't weeping or complaining or feeling sorry for themselves. But in the middle of their pain, and difficulty, they chose instead to activate their power and use the weapon of prayer and praise. Their external circumstance did not dictate their internal disposition. Let me say that again. Their external circumstance, what you see them going through, did not dictate their internal disposition, how you saw them react. Amen. 
When Paul and Silas activated their power through prayer and praise, something began to happen. Their praise, their prayer and their praise was a catalyst for the events that followed. Through their prayer, we are reminded that prayer always prevails. The Bible tells us in James 5 and 16b that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. The Bible also tells us in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, anything, your bills, your spouse, the unsaved family member. Do not be anxious about that. But in every situation, not the little situation, not just the big situation, not the situations that you feel like you got under your control, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Activate your power. The importance and power of prayer can never be neglected in our lives. As believers in Christ, we have to follow the examples of Jesus. He never did anything without praying. This is because Jesus knew that prayer is the key to our victory. Jesus started with prayer and he ended with prayer. Even when he was on the cross, suffering and in pain for us, dying on the cross for us, giving his life up for us, he was petitioning his father on our behalf when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We came to Jesus through prayer. We received our deliverance through prayer. Our relationship with Jesus deepens and grows through prayer. And his power is revealed to us through prayer. We can change any situation when we pray. As long as what we pray aligns with the will of God. This is what happened with Paul and Silas. When they were thrown into prison, as they prayed to God, God moved. And he was, and He delivered them and set them free from the shackles that held them bondage. This helps us to understand that in whatever situation we find ourselves in, as we pray, we will see instructions. As we pray, we will get directions on what to do. As we pray, God will answer our prayers. And we need to activate the power of prayer in every area of our lives. That's a weapon that we can't afford to do without. Secondly, there is power in praise. The Bible tells us in Psalm 22 and 3 that God inhabits the praises of his people. Praise is one of the most powerful weapons that we have in our arsenal. Because our praises activate and move the power of God into action among us. Let me say that again. Our praises activate and move the power of God into action among us. The songwriter says, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. When your praise goes up, God's peace comes down. When your praise goes up, deliverance comes down. When your praise goes up, 
God's power comes down. When your praise goes up, God's joy comes down. When your praise goes up, peace of mind comes down. When your praise goes up, financial stability comes down. When your praise goes up, family members can be saved. That'll come down. Hallelujah. When your praise goes up, God's power comes down. The power of God through the Holy Spirit is revealed then in our lives. Paul and Silas were a witness to this. They were bound with chains and thrown in prison after they were beaten so badly by the Romans. They were helpless, so it seemed. Because no one, no man, no woman, no child, they couldn't save themselves. No one could rescue them. But when they began to praise, they watched God move. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains became loose. Their praise not only helped them, but helped those who were listening. So you can't praise God and you praise it for yourself. The church of God will send down those blessings that will overflow that praise. That praise will fall on you and overflow to everyone else. Our God is always with us and he will save us from any situation in which we find ourselves. As a result of their prayer and their praise, this led not only to a saved life, but a soul-saving salvation. The jailer woke up. See right there, my, I had issues with the jailer because he was sleeping. He was sleeping on the job. And my mind, he got whatever was coming to him because he was sleeping on that But the jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword. And he was ready to kill himself because he thought that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted and stopped him, don't harm yourself, we are all here. And at this moment, Paul's prison time turns into an evangelistic opportunity. Because the man was on the verge of suicide, was now looking for salvation. the power of their God, the jailer asked, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas wasted no time in telling him to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Not just you, but you and your family. Because at that time, if the head of the household believed in something, the rest of the family followed suit. Amen. Years ago, I'm going to date myself just a little bit. There was a cartoon, and it was called the all-new Super Freight Tower. So it's Wonder Woman, right? Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, all of that. Yeah. But there were two twins on there, and it was called the Wonder Twins. Right, right. And I, I just thought it was just the neatest thing. And they were brother and sister, and what they would do in order to be able to activate their power, they would push their, put their rings together. And then they would say the phrase, 
Wonder to empower activists. And praise oh, as a dynamic duo, just like the ones that took that we can't leave home without. People of God, whenever you are going through situations that are difficult to bear, don't run away. Don't be like me with the bully and try to avoid the fight. We are in this Christian race, and like it or not, you're going to have to fight. But fight the right way. Activate your power and fight back with the spiritual weapons that God has given us. The enemy wants you to feel defeated. He wants you to keep he wants to keep you immobilized in fear. He wants to keep you in your heartbreak. He wants to keep you in a place where you're bound. Where you can no longer grow closer to God. Right. He wants to keep you in situations where you feel helpless. Yeah. He wants to keep you in a place, in a, in a crazy state of mind that you feel like God can't do it for you. But oh, if we could just tap in to the power of praise. Hallelujah. Then we can pray and turn over our situations to God and praise Him in advance. Paul and Silas were praying and praising God while they were locked up, beat up, bound. And they praised God before they even saw their deliverance. We sometimes have to give God an in advance praise. You just wait on your hips, give God an in advance praise. You just wait on your deliverance, are you still waiting to be healed from your heartache? Give God an in advance praise. No money in your pocket? Give God an in advance praise. Your mind going crazy, you can't sleep at night? Give God an in advance praise. Because what that says, if you're able to praise God, you're not looking at your circumstances. God takes the forefront. And God is then moved by your praise. Our praise causes God to move on our behalf. You don't have to praise God like Deacon Renee praises God. I may not dance like Deacon Renee, but I shake my tambourine. My tambourine, don't judge me. My tambourine may be how I praise God. You may not be able to play your tambourine, but if you can clap, tap your feet, clap your hands, use your voice. If all those things don't work, look your eyes. Whatever you have to do to give God praise, praise God. I encourage each and every one of you today to activate your power through your praise. And know that God has given us the weapon of praise to overcome any situation that we might face in our lives. Church, activate your power through your prayer and your praise. Us before all. Anyone that is with us online, 
but is ready to make the choice that the jail would make, yes. now is your time. Yes. If you are asking in your spirit, what must I do to be saved? You've already gotten the answer. All we have to do is accept with our mouth, believe in our heart, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he rose, and you are saved. is going for But remember to use every opportunity as an evangelistic opportunity. Time is of the essence. There is no other way to say it when time is of the essence. There's too much going on and I think we've seen enough to know that we're in those those end days, those last times. So we got to be about our Father's business. But now is the time. If you want to give your life to Christ, the altar is open. If you're online and you want to be saved, you can text Cathedral at 94,000. Maybe you are saved and maybe you're in need of a church home. Cathedral is getting ready to come up on 25 years of existence tonight. This year, 40 years in ministry. Amen. Amen. And I, I think that uh, we have to remember not to take that for granted. A lot of churches did make it. A lot of pastors did make it. But we are still here under the leadership of a great woman of God who is a true prayer warrior who certainly probably was praising all the way from her mother's womb. So clearly she's already tapped into her, her power. She's already activated her power and that carries over into the congregation. So if you're looking for a home, Cathedral is a good place to call home. We will love on you, protect you, because we protected. <laughs> we will pray for you, and we will do everything that we can to encourage you. Amen.